0: You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio today. I've got my guest co-host, Christina Stoyanova joining me as well. So much cool stuff to talk about on today's program. Tesla announces two new vehicles, two new electric vehicles. Stay tuned in the program to find out what they were. They're fantastic. Just amazing. Hopefully they can get them on the road sometime soon. We'll also be talking about smart speakers. Amazon announcing that their Amazon Echo with the Alexa digital assistant coming to Canada. We'll let you know when, why, and where, and the top 10 TV shows for geeks and nerds. These are some of my favorite programs, and I know a lot of people listen to them as well. Christina, thanks for coming in the studio today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Lots of tech news uh, this week. Uh, We are going to be talking about uh, smart speakers with Amazon, but I don't know if you saw this. Apple is delaying the launch of their smart speaker, the HomePod, that was supposed to be coming this December
1: perfect so I don't have to spend that money <laughs> yes, now.
0: That's <laughs> the problem with Apple lovers. We just keep buying everything that they uh, put out. So the HomePod, uh, it's a little more expensive than uh, the Amazon speakers and Google Home speakers. It's going to come in around 349 US which is going to get up into the $500 price range here in Canada. Uh, they say it's supposed to be a premium speaker but I wonder how well it will do compared to some of these other guys that are, are hitting like $100 price points.
1: Yes, but that uh that low price point I imagine comes at the expense of sound quality if you're using these speakers to listen to music
0: yes, but you know some people don't care like we got a Google home uh, and we put it in our kitchen and I have a sono a multi-room music system in my house with some pretty good speakers. My wife does not even use it anymore she just uses the Google home speaker because it's so more so much more convenient because she can talk to it.
1: Can you not connect those two together?
0: Yes. It's just coming out now, uh, but it's still, I think, a couple months away for the Google integration. It starts, it's working with Amazon now, but I have to wait for Google. But I'm just saying, like, the Google Home speaker, it's okay. It's not bad. It's nothing like my Sono speakers, but it's so much more convenient. She uses that instead.
1: That makes sense. I think uh, a lot of people are not quite as in tune with the differences in audio, but... uh, I imagine there are also a lot of people who find those speakers are performing um, subpar for their audio
0: tastes. Let's talk about uh, Wi-Fi and Wi-Fi on airplanes. Uh, We do a lot of traveling and uh, I I like having Wi-Fi on planes. It's costly. I think it's sometimes like 20 bucks for the flight here in Canada. Uh, From my understanding, most of the domestic carriers, it only works When you're over land, if you start going over water, like over to Europe, for example, or Asia, it stops working because the system is land-based. Well, now uh, some airlines, including Cathay Pacific, Emirates Airlines, have announced that they're installing some new high-speed satellite-based internet systems into their planes that are able to get speeds of up to 50 megabits, which is pretty fast.
1: That's pretty amazing, especially uh, on a flight.
0: Well, the cool thing is because it's satellite-based, it works over water as well. So if you're doing any uh, long distance flying, uh, this will allow you to still be connected.
1: So would this go into all of their aircraft? Uh,
0: They're saying on certain uh, Airbus and Boeing uh, aircraft. Okay, so so
1: I have a beef with this, Mike. Okay. Okay. This is my beef. I never know what I'm going to get because they tell me there's Wi-Fi on flights now. But I find it's like a 50-50 shot whether I'm on one of these special planes with the special Wi-Fi.
0: Well, you know what? When you're booking your flight, you can actually check uh, to see if the plane has it. Yeah. But you're not doing that.
1: Clearly, I'm not. But my expectation is, if we're talking about how there's Wi-Fi on
0: flights, yeah.
1: that it'll just be on all of them. I know it's
0: getting there. It's, it's getting there. Uh, interesting, though, a couple other uh, U.S. airlines. JetBlue has announced uh, that uh, it's offering free high-speed internet service to its entire fleet of planes.
1: Perfect. See? Free. Yes. I, I, I like where we're going with this now.
0: And Delta Airlines uh, is going to begin offering uh, free access to in-flight Internet for customers to use iMessage, WhatsApp, and Facebook Messenger.
1: Oh, interesting! So you can keep in touch while you're in the air.
0: Yeah, right now uh, it's not bad on Air Canada, for example. Uh, again, if you want full access, web browsing, and everything, it's I think it's in the twenty dollars price range. You know, here in Canada, uh, but they also have smaller packages, and, and one of them I use all the time is the um, the messaging package. So I think it's like three or four dollars for the flight, and you can get keep your iMessage and. Uh, WhatsApp and and things like that open, which is kind of neat.
1: It is really neat, but also uh, tells us just how dependent we are on messaging as a mode of communication.
0: Also in the tech news, uh, Germany looks like uh, they're banning children's smartwatches.
1: Because lots of children have these, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. No, well, they're (laughs) becoming more and more popular. A lot of them uh, are popular with parents because they have GPS tracking capability in them. So they feel safer that they can track their children. But German uh, lawmakers are saying, no, uh, it's not secure enough for them.
1: Right. Because if you can track your children, what happens if someone hacks their smartwatch and they can now track your
0: children? Exactly. Another thing they're they're saying, though, is that uh, according to the research, parents uh, are also using them to listen to the, the... the kids' teachers in the classroom.
1: Oh, dear.
0: Yes. So uh, there's some uh, unauthorized uh, monitoring going on, which is, I guess, part of the the issue as well. Yeah, that's definitely
1: a privacy concern. Um, Yeah, interesting.
0: When we come back from the break, still lots of tech to talk here on Get Connected. We'll be chatting about the new Amazon speakers coming into Canada. Why should you care? When are they coming? You'll find out. Also, Tesla releasing some new cars Some pretty cool stuff and the top 10 TV shows for geeks and nerds. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio today. Still lots to talk about on today's program. Later on, we're going to be talking about the top 10 television shows for geeks and nerds. Maybe you're not a geek or nerd, but maybe one of your favorite TV shows are in there. What does that tell you? On the line, though, we're going to talk something uh, exciting for Canadians. Uh, Amazon is uh, finally announced when the Amazon Echo speakers are coming into this country. What does that mean? Why should you care? Well, we've got our friendly expert on the line, Brian Jackson from IT World Canada. Hey, Brian. Hey, Mike. Uh, I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited about this whole category of intelligent speakers. So let's just uh, break that down for listeners again very quickly. What is an intelligent speaker?
2: Exactly. So these smart speakers, the whole idea is that it's a speaker that's can be connected so you can have multiple speakers in your home that play the same thing you know you play your music in sync like the sonos speakers do a lot of people are familiar with those now but there's this whole other layer to it where it has this intelligent assistant that'll answer your questions, so you can Ask it what the weather will be or what's on your calendar or, you know, ask it to play a song for you and any number of other things as we're seeing as uh, more companies come out with skills or actions or services for these devices.
0: It's, a, it's been a while coming, though, for Amazon. Uh, they've had these speakers uh, out in the U.S. for a while now. Google... Like three
2: uh, years. Three yeah, years. That's yeah. how long they've been out in the U.S.
0: Yeah. Why, why does it take so long for Amazon to get anything into Canada?
2: Yeah, it it's hard to know because um, you know if you ask Amazon about it they they don't really explain any specific specific reason that they haven't launched here yet. Some people think that it might have been a, a French language issue, the fact that Alexa doesn't speak French yet, but uh you know, for example, we saw Google wait until the Google assistant spoke French and then like a week later it was announcing the official launch of Google Home in Canada, right? But um Alexa still doesn't speak French and we are seeing it launch here at least it's available for pre-order now so i i guess that's not it um i mean can it canada is just not that big a market so if you're amazon maybe you just go to the uk first you you go to other larger markets first that that might be all it is
0: why should why should our listeners care about these uh these intelligent speakers
2: yeah i think that these devices are going to be a part of our lives uh pretty much uh in the next five years you'll just see these smart speakers sort of uh come into your experience you know whether you go out and buy uh an amazon echo speaker or a google home today um you you know that's one way to access it. but we're going to see Uh, Alexa come to you in different forms. So for example, you can buy like uh, the Ecobee thermostat that has Alexa built into it now. So uh, there's going to be more home appliances that start talking to you.
0: Kind of scary, but exciting at the same time. A lot of people are concerned about the privacy uh, and Amazon's had a few hiccups here because these speakers are listening to you all the time.
2: Well, they are. So uh, uh, the way that that works, Mike, is that they wait until they hear the trigger word. So uh, hopefully everybody's smart speakers are on mute right now. But, you know, for uh, Amazon's Echo speakers, you say Alexa. For Google Home, you say, hey, Google, or okay, Google. And then you give it your command. And what happens is it waits until it hears the trigger word. And then once that happens, it starts sending your audio to the cloud. So it's not that it's always listening to you, or it, I guess it is always listening. But what goes out to uh, another person or another party, I should say, is limited to the trigger. What happens after the trigger words?
0: I've had a chance to play with the Google Home quite extensively uh, now. Just limited experience with uh, the Amazon Echo devices. I know you've you've used both. Uh, which one yeah. do you prefer?
2: Yeah, I'm both living at home with me. And, uh, you know, I, I've i used Google Home to connect uh, everything, like my lights. I, I have my news briefing scheduled on it. I keep my shopping list on it. Uh, but i got to say, I, I think it could be either or. Uh, it's because I bought two Google Homes at once, <laughs> and then, so it's just more convenient to have it uh, connected across the apartment. And also, um, I have a couple of Chromecast devices, so what you can do is plug those into your TV, or if you have the Chromecast uh, audio, you plug those into your speakers, and now you can stream uh, media to your TVs and speakers just by asking for it, which is sort of neat. Uh, but you can, it, a, Amazon does have a similar feature now with the Alexa Uh, Fire Stick or the Amazon Fire Stick for example. Um, So there's similar functionality and I I think you could choose either one and uh, the feature set is probably going to be a pretty similar experience for most people. Although uh, based on what I've been seeing lately it it looks like Amazon's doing a bit of a better job building out that ecosystem of developers and they're getting more companies uh, involved with like big brands. Uh, launching skills for this device to extend, how many things it can do for you?
0: It's interesting. Uh, the pricing uh, is is better than the Google uh, product right now. I think Google Home is still up over $150. Uh, they have an introductory offer here for the Amazon, kind of their main uh, Echo mm-hmm. speaker, uh, on for $99 Canadian and free shipping for that. Do you think yeah, that'll hurt Google? You think we'll see uh, Google come down in price?
2: Yes and yes. <laughs> I think that as soon as the, the sort of Black Friday sales hit, we'll see a reduction in price for the Google Home. So if you're looking to buy one of these devices right now, um, you, you could wait for that if you want the Google Home. And yeah, it's worth it's worth pointing out that Amazon does say it, that it has special introductory price in Canada. So it, it says that prices are actually going to go up uh, maybe after the pre-order period, for example. So might might be a good time to jump on that now. If you're going down the Alexa route, do
0: you think we're ready? Like, do you think the technology's here for uh, in these intelligent speakers? Are they good enough for uh, the mainstream? Like, uh, you know, definitely. not not geeky yeah, people. Yeah,
2: it's definitely there, and that was one of my biggest questions when I was testing it out right is uh is it smart enough does it actually understand you every time does it do what you want most of the time and and it does i mean i have to, i i control my lights with the thing and uh for for it to actually do that it has to be a you know almost as consistent as the actual light switch yes a- and it's close enough that um I, I do accept it, and, and it's replaced my use of light switches. So that, that tells you something about the consistency of these things. And as long as you have that good connection to your router, the Internet, uh, it, it's going to do what you want, and it understands what you're saying almost all of the time. And and sometimes even if you're playing like the TV in the background or music in the background, that that often doesn't interfere with it. So that's what's made uh, Alexa and and the Google Assistant uh, really ready for prime time here.
0: It's a slippery slope, though, isn't it, Brian? Uh, You know, I got the Google Home, and with the ease of how it integrated with all my smart light bulbs and stuff, now I just want to make everything smart in my home, and it's going to cost me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how quickly our expectations as as consumers change, right? Because uh, before this year, you never would have expected to interact with your home appliances through your voice. But now that you can do it with some things, suddenly you want everything in your home to be like that. And you want your experience to extend out that way to uh, every service that you interact with. And uh, I think that companies are entering this new sort of reality where they're going to have to think about how they can bring a voice first experience to their customers if they want to be considered over like a comp- you know a competitive brand that is doing that
0: this this time that we're in now reminds me of when you know the iPhone first came out in the first couple of years like finally technology uh, had made right. using a smartphone cool and fun and, and very productive uh, these intelligent speakers are kind of in that time frame now don't you agree Yeah, I I think it's
2: very similar to that sort of iPhone launch 10 years ago. I've compared it to that, to to a number of people, uh, you know, where we had the iPhone. And before that, there were were smartphones and people had used them, you know, people had Blackberries, but nobody really uh, understood what uh, the mobile uh, disruption meant for society. And now, and especially once the iPhone released the App Store, I would argue that that is really what disrupted uh the technology sphere because suddenly everything was being done through your smartphone and th- and that's our norm today you you expect to be able to do most uh commerce activities in your life through through your iPhone so uh the the difference with smart speakers is they're being launched with this app economy already in place so the the day you get your Alexa shipped to you there's already hundreds and hundreds of skills that you can enable and, and you don't even have to install anything. You just have to ask for it, for it or know what to say to, to access all these different services. So there's really sort of a limitless potential for uh, capability of these devices right out of the box.
0: Talking with Brian Jackson, our good friend from IT World. Quickly, Brian, tell uh, our listeners about your, uh, your, your podcast
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, We have a daily uh, technology news podcast where we review everything that's trending on social media. And, in fact, you can get hashtag trending on your Alexa. It's Alexa Flash Briefing, and you can find it in the Google Home app. You can go to the news section uh, under English Canada, and you'll see it there. So add it to your daily briefing.
0: That was Brian Jackson from IT World Canada. When we come back from the break, still a lot of tech to talk, including App of the Week later on in the program program and uh, the top 10 nerdy TV shows that all geeks are watching. Listen to Get Connected, back after this. You are back with Get Connected, Mike Agarbo here in studio. Still lots to talk about on today's program, but now I want to talk to the geeks out there. And geeks, they have certain needs and desires, especially when it comes to TV, to help us understand what type of shows geeks and nerds watch. We've got Manny Kovacs from IT World. Canada on the line. Thanks for joining us, Manny.
3: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh,
0: so this this was kind of near and dear to my heart because I'm geeky and nerdy, and uh, I looked at your list of TV shows uh, that uh, geeks supposedly watch, and uh, I could identify with a lot of <laughs> of these. But uh, geeks, they, they have a certain type of, of show they like to watch. Is it kind of more geared towards sci-fi, I would imagine?
3: I think so. That That's my experience, at least.
0: Awesome. Let's, uh, let's talk about some of the programs here. Uh, maybe start up, uh, like, number 10. What do we got?
3: Okay. Sure. Well, rounding out our top 10 was uh, a show called Chuck, which is not actually uh, going on anymore. I think it got canceled uh, a couple years ago in 2012. Um, but this is one of the weirder ones on the list because it kind of has a ridiculous premise. Um, the, the, the title character, Chuck, um, ends up opening an email and downloads a whole bunch of uh, government secrets to his brain. Um, and then so as a result, the, the CIA and the NSA kind of recruit him uh, because he's the only one that has copies of this of these secrets. Uh, and he has to go do a whole bunch of missions for them while keeping it secret from his family. So <laughs> it's a fun show, but it did get a lot of good reviews.
0: Yeah, this one, uh, I think, concluded back in 2012, right?
3: Yes, exactly. Although there is talks of a movie revival in the works. So, I mean, if people were a fan of it a couple years ago, maybe there's hope for you.
0: (laughs) What do we got uh, number 10? Or number 9, sorry.
3: Um, Number 9 is a show called Scorpion. Uh, So this is a kind of a cable thriller. It's got a little bit of comedy in it. Um some drama, that sort of thing. And, I mean, it's not the most critically acclaimed or award-winning show by any means, but, I mean, it is pretty fun. It's loosely based on a real-life story, too, of uh, Walter O'Brien, who is apparently one of the top five uh, smartest people in the world with an IQ of 197. Uh, who allegedly hacked into the NSA when he was a kid uh, to get blueprints uh, for his bedroom walls. So this was kind of a reenactment of his life. And uh, if he were to be recruited by the FBI to uh, tackle some high-tech threats around the world.
0: The next one uh, I love, I love British comedy, the, uh, the IT crowd. Why is this so popular?
3: I mean, you know what, this is actually one of the few that I have not watched. I've seen, like, a couple clips of it on YouTube, and, I mean, it's hilarious from what I've seen, uh, but I have not actually sat down to watch it yet. But, I mean, I'm a big fan of British comedy as well, and it, it got rave reviews. They were trying to create an American version of it. I think there was even a German version of it at one point. So, again, it has a really big cult following because it's basically um two tech nerds that are in the basement of their company, really trying to, to fix everyone's problems while being run by an IT manager who really has no idea uh, about anything tech related. So it's a pretty good show.
0: It, it's cool, too, because you don't have to be a nerd to appreciate a lot of the humor. It's got some, some of my favorite uh, actors as well. Chris O'Dowd, uh, fantastic uh, Irish uh, comedic actor, and, and Matt Berry uh, as, as well. Uh, what, what's the next one?
3: Okay, and the next one is a uh, Person of Interest, um, which is a really cool show. And I feel like there's a lot of shows um, that are that kind of follow its uh, footsteps. You know, it's a vigilante crime fighting show. Um, and it's basically a former CIA agent uh, that's supposed to be dead. He kind of pairs up with uh, a reclusive billionaire um, who has created this supercomputer for the U.S. government um, that's kind of like a minority report type of thing. Uh, it can identify people planning terrorist attacks. Uh, but then they realize that they can also use this, you know, for more mundane or, or average crimes, uh, and then it goes from there. This also ended um, last year, I believe. But again, it got really good reviews. Um, there's talks of bringing it back, but whether that'll happen, I don't know.
0: I I, I got to be honest. I loved that show. It was um, it was yeah. a lot of fun to to watch every week. Uh, let's cruise on down here. No surprise, Big Bang Theory is in there. That's one of the most popular shows in the world.
3: Yeah, I had to throw it in there.
0: I don't like I got to be honest. It's okay, but I don't love it. But
3: like in the beginning when it was still fresh and new, but I have a really big problem with laugh tracks. <laughs> yeah. And when someone pointed it out to me in this show, I can't get over it. I just I can't watch it and not be annoyed by that.
0: Let's jump to the next one. Uh this uh has uh, been critically uh, acclaimed hit uh, for HBO.
3: Yes. Westworld is absolutely a fantastic show. And it was based off of a 1970s movie, I believe, uh, which I haven't watched. I've been trying to find it online, but it's a little bit more difficult to find, I think, than now that this show is out. Uh, but yeah, this is based on our, sorry, this is a theme park in the future that is a Western theme. And um, if you're rich, you can go to this. Um, you can pay to have um, some sort of, like, artificial consciousness. And you can essentially go to this theme park and do whatever you want. Um, But then it's taken over, or sorry, it's taken care of by robots with uh, AI. And once they start gaining consciousness, things kind of go wrong. Uh, It's a really good show, really well done, really artistic. Um, A lot of people in my office watch it, actually, and we all talk about it whenever it's on.
0: Yeah, season two coming out soon in 2018. Uh, Season one here, Anthony Hopkins. Who doesn't like Anthony Hopkins? Uh, It was uh, fantastic. Uh, Next one. A, a sleeper hit for uh, for me. Uh, I don't think many people know about this. Halt and Catch Fire on AMC.
3: Yeah, this is a, the other one that I haven't watched, but again, I've heard so many great things about it, and it just finished uh, last month, uh, so it's worth catching up on. And I mean, now that it's done, you actually have an ending, which is kind of cool. Uh, and it centered around an uh, early nineteen eighties during the the kind of internet explosion when people are trying to compete. Ah, uh, to create the best PC possible, um, so a couple people they they get together, they try to compete with IBM uh, to really change the future, and you know it's it's a great show. It's it's also gained a cult following, uh, like some of the other ones we've talked about already. Uh, so I would highly recommend it.
0: If yeah, and listeners, if you haven't uh, watched this one, *Halt and Catch Fire*, it is fantastic. Uh, obviously, I'm a geek and nerd, and I I love the whole premise of it, uh, but uh, the story is amazing. My wife. Is not a geek or a nerd. I don't know why yeah. she loves me. Uh, she loved this series. There's some standout acting uh, in it. Uh, and I tell you, the first season, fantastic. A uh, little bit of a slower burn on it. Uh, but once you hit season two, you know, through the rest, it is a, it's a fantastic uh, ride. So stick it out through season one and you will be well rewarded. Uh, mm-hmm. The next one is a freaky series. Black Mirror.
3: Yes. Yeah, so coming in the third, I put Black Mirror, which, I mean, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people kind of heard about it over the last couple of years because it was put on Netflix. Um, but it's a British uh, science fiction anthology series. So every episode is completely different storylines, completely different actors, actresses, um, like settings even in, in realities. And it basically just looks at modern society and the unanticipated consequences of new technologies um, and honestly, I've only watched the first season of it, which is only three episodes, but it is creepy. Like, it makes you question everything. Oh, it scares it the hell out of me. you feel uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Noah, uh, an amazing, amazing series. Available on Netflix as well, I believe.
3: Yes, yes yeah. it
0: is. Okay, well, let's, uh, we're getting down near the end here. We're talking uh, with Manny Kovacs from IT World Canada about the favorite shows of the uh, the geeky and the, the nerdy of us out there. Uh, I love this next series. It is fantastic. Another HBO series.
3: Yes, yeah, Silicon Valley. I actually just finished watching it, or at least I just finished catching up to it. So good. Um, it's essentially five Silicon Valley nerds, engineers that don't really know how to socially, um, talk to other people. Um, and so they're, they're creating this big idea of that would revolutionize the world with a compression algorithm. But I mean, of course, everything goes wrong. But what I thought was cool is that it really gives you like an insightful look into the startup tech world. Um, And some of the issues that they have to deal with in terms of getting um, capital and and investment from different companies, Uh, plus really the Silicon Valley bubble that's around them and how they don't really know anything else. Very good show. The characters are lovable.
0: The characters fantastic. The the comedy is amazing. I actually lived through the whole Silicon Valley uh, experience uh, during the dot-com era. uh, and. Uh, so many of the things, like there, it's outrageous, some of the things that are happening in it, but I look at them going, oh my God, so much of that is true uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and how it happens, sadly. <laughs> okay, the number <laughs> one uh, TV show for you.
3: Yes, Mister Robots. This is absolutely one of my favorite shows. Um, I mean, if you're looking at the political climate right now, if you're at all disenchanted with what's going on, or even the economic and, and social structures of our society, this show is the show for you. I mean, it centers around a main character uh, who's a cybersecurity expert or an engineer by day, but he kind of turns into a vigilante hacker by night uh, and joins a hacktivist group to really bring down um, one of the largest corporations in the fictional world, uh, and eventually tries to bring down the whole economic structure of society. It's absolutely fantastic, critically acclaimed. All the actors in it are great. Rami Malik, it plays the main character. Can't say enough good things about him.
0: That guy's going to be playing Freddie Mercury in the upco- uh, upcoming Queen movie. Yes,
3: I, I'm so behind that.
0: I, 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 know, I don't know if you've seen some of the, uh, the pictures in that uh, from... Uh, uh, the production of that particular movie. He's like a dead ringer. I'm like dying to see that. So that he's a fantastic yeah. actor. I think Christian Slater is in this as well, isn't he?
3: Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's really great too. I mean, he plays kind of a, a weird, potentially not real character, but I won't give any spoilers away.
0: <laughs> We've been talking with Maddie Kovacs. I want to thank you for joining us today. We've been talking about the, uh, the nerdy and geeky TV shows out there, the top 10. Uh, have a great weekend.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me, and thank you for letting me talk about my favorite
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know what? They're kind of my favorite too, so a uh, guilty pleasure. well we oh,
3: come
0: yeah, When we come back from the break, more Tech to Talk, including App of the Week, coming up shortly as well. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Eggerbo here in studio today. We still uh, have a bit more Tech to Talk, including our App of the Week with uh, Christina Stoyanova at the end of the program. Wanted to quickly uh, chat now about... Uh, Interesting announcement Uh, a couple nights ago and interesting uh, that uh, uh, there was a a big reveal uh, press event from Tesla, Elon Musk uh, announcing uh, two new vehicles, uh, electric vehicles uh, for the Tesla uh, electric car company, a uh, a semi truck and also a second generation Tesla Roadster. Uh, Pretty amazing stuff uh, and uh, have have a lot of uh, analysts uh, concerned because they feel that uh, Tesla is kind of uh, going in too many directions right now. Uh, they still haven't been able to produce enough of their Model 3 uh, sedan cars. Uh, they've literally got hundreds of thousands of orders. Uh, people have actually put down money on these things. They just can't make enough of them uh, yet and here they are announcing two new vehicles. But let's look at some of the the details uh, on these. Uh, the Tesla semi-truck, uh, and again, you got to Google this because amazing-looking uh, machine. Uh, so this is a, a giant truck that uh, hauls cargo uh, that will have a range of up to 800 kilometers uh, on highway speeds. Uh, that's roughly 500 miles, uh, which, uh, you know, compared that to... Uh, Diesel trucks right now that get about uh, 1,600 uh, kilometers, so I guess almost double the uh, the range. But uh, that being said, uh, Elon Musk uh, is saying that uh, these new electric trucks will have a 20 percent uh, lower cost to run per mile than uh, traditional gasoline or diesel powered uh, semi trucks. Uh, they're also planning on building uh, a series of superchargers, or sorry, mega chargers, uh, solar powered that will. Uh, uh, be throughout uh, North America that will help power these new generation uh, of trucks. Uh, they say that these mega chargers uh, can give up to 400 miles of range in just 30 minutes, uh, which is pretty fascinating uh, technology. But, uh, you know, we don't know exactly when these will be uh, released. They say 2019. Uh, Tesla is always a little bit late on uh, deliveries uh, for their uh, vehicles. So, uh, you know, my gut tells me that might. Uh, dip into 2020 uh, as well, but kind of an interesting, uh, I guess, technology change for the transportation uh, industry. Uh, Also basically hinted at the fact that, uh, you know, you could actually drive these new types of trucks in super convoys uh, where you would only need one main driver in the first truck and all the trucks behind them could be semi-autonomous, meaning that, uh, or autonomous, uh, sorry for that matter, that they could be driven uh, by artificial intelligence, basically following the uh, the lead truck, which would put uh, a lot of truck drivers uh, out of business. Uh, $5,000 down is uh, what you need to put uh, on uh, this vehicle to get in the queue. Apparently, Walmart has already pre-ordered 15 of these, uh, 10 of which they would actually test in Canada uh, when they come out. So we'll have to see uh, how interested uh, companies will be in this and how quickly uh, Tesla can deliver it. During this uh, big event, they uh, also uh, revealed the new Tesla Roadster, uh, the generation two version. Uh, and this is a pretty amazing looking car. Again, you got to Google it just to, to check out the look, but the specs on it are simply amazing. Uh, this thing uh, can go zero to a hundred kilometers an hour in 1.9 seconds. Think about that, how fast that is. And it has. An upper range as far as speed uh, of I think 400 kilometers an hour. <laughs> I have no idea where you could drive that fast. Uh, probably can't even drive that fast on a on a racetrack. You'd like get flown off uh, off the track. But uh, it's uh, it's interesting. Another big claim on this uh, this new uh, car, uh, the Tesla Roadster, the second generation. Uh, is the range. Uh, Elon Musk is claiming a 620 mile range. And he claims that uh, you could drive this new car from Los Angeles to San Francisco and back in one charge. So not even most gasoline fueled cars can travel that far without stopping to get more gas. So uh, obviously the technologies come along where they can extend the range uh, for these uh, battery powered electric cars. So I'm fascinated to uh, see, again, how quickly they can uh, get this into production. When we come back from the break, it's App of the Week time with Christina. Stay tuned here on Get Connected. You're back with Get Connected. It's that time of the week. We've got Christina here with App of the Week. What do you have?
1: I have an app to help the blind and visually impaired uh, see the world around them.
0: Cool. Which one is this?
1: This is called Seeing AI. And this is actually a Microsoft app. So it is a free app that narrates the world around you.
0: And obviously it works with a smartphone camera.
1: That's right. So you point your camera and it will actually give you a description of what you're looking at. And it will even recognize faces. So you can point it at, uh, you know, your friends or family and you know uh, who's in front of you.
0: This is... uh... Amazing technology and really, I think, opening the the world to uh, visually impaired uh, folks, making it easier to navigate around. So uh, is this like all sorts of like buildings and cars and food products in the grocery store?
1: Yes, it will actually um, also scan barcodes and read labels for you.
0: Fantastic. Uh, We have uh, also our sister show up tomorrow, the app show here on the Chorus Radio Network, uh, 10 a.m. on CKNW in Vancouver. Check uh, with your stations when it's on uh, as well. We've got some really cool stuff. We'll be uh, doing our Hot 5. This week it's Hot 5 decorating uh, apps or interior decorating apps. And of course, the latest in streaming shows on Netflix and uh, some of the other services like Amazon and uh, Crave. That's all the time we have left. This is Mike and Christina signing off for Get Connected. See you again next time.